Welcome back. Another great topic this week. So this week, I actually want to talk to you about the challenges I'm having raising my puppy, Francesca. For those who don't know, um, when did I get Francesca? I think back in February, I got Francesca. Um, she was like eight weeks old, maybe 12. I'm not sure. But she was still a puppy, like, you know, the most, the ages you mostly most get your puppies eight to 12 weeks or whatever. Yeah. But um, so I got it back in February. And so what I want to talk to folks about is the challenges that I'm having myself with kind of training and raising Francesca because of the same challenges that I come out to the home to help you with. And I always try to stress to my clients, Scott, I'm like, look, we're no different than you. We still, there's no magic thing where dog trainers get a dog and they're like perfect because we're dog trainers. We still yeah. have to go through the same motion and challenges. And so I want to talk to you about what I'm going through and hopefully you guys can get some tips or, you know, hopefully relate to me um, and what I'm going through. So I would say when I first got Francesca, um, it's been a while since I had a puppy in general. Um, my first thought, it's been like four or five years since I had a puppy and I knew also what we're going to it. I know the biggest thing for me, which I talked about is the biggest thing with my clients is the potty training um, aspect of it. But let's just backtrack a little bit. So when I got Francesca, I talk a lot about socialization, getting your dog out there, making sure um, that they're well socialized, different people, places and things so they're not fearful. But I came into an immediate roadblock, which I kind of knew I was going to come into because my clients were having the same problems. All the vets are booked up. And ideally, you don't want your dogs out there unvaccinated, you know, without their rabies and a proper vaccination and they get sick. And so, um, the, you know, I had to end up keeping her in the house because she couldn't get a vet appointment for a whole month and a half. That's how booked up they were. So immediately in my dog trainer brain, I'm thinking, oh, my God, how am I going to socialize her? So that was another challenge, um, you know, trying to find different ways outside of bringing her outside, you know, on walks and stuff like that. So I got creative. So what I do and what I encourage my clients to do, sit outside with your dog. Let them watch people walk by. If your dog is already small enough, you can still carry a dog with you places. Um Take them in a car, take them for a car ride, ride them around. So things like that I would do. Um, and with the busy schedule, um, I didn't get to do a lot of it. But what I did do when I talked to my clients about is incorporated it into your schedule so it's not taking extra time. So what I would do is in the mornings I had to take my daughter to school. I would bring Francesca with me. Let her go to drop off. That's a whole like socialization experiment, um, experience. And also um, what I picked her up. So any places I took my daughter for a sporting event or we went someplace, I would take her with me because she was in the car and I could hold her. And so um, it, it was a real challenge because um, even though I did the best I could and my challenges I did and my clients ideally do the best they can, yeah. um, she still had some, when she sees like people, she's still like her, right? low growling and stuff and that's yeah. like the beginning signs of her being reactive due to under socialization and that's something i really couldn't prevent but i did my best so now i'm in a process of basically trying to st continue socializing her on top of trying to train her um to kind of get that little you know beginning starts of like being fearful and aggressive and stuff like that with her so that's one of the challenges um i was having with the socialization 
Um, to piggyback off that, once she did get her vaccines and everything, I was like, you know, she needs to learn how to play with other dogs and be social. So I'm going to send her to doggy daycare, get her out and about and stuff like that. And I always talk to folks, even if your dog's vaccinated with all these vaccines, they still can end up getting things. So I sent her to doggy daycare. Um, and it's not the doggy daycare's fault. It just happened. She ended up getting really, really sick, really, really sick. And I didn't... Um, anticipate this because she was young i know they usually yeah. get some you know they can get the common stuff like giardia and stuff but i didn't anticipate this um long story short she had kennel cough um the breed she is they they can have like breathing issues um vets they're all booked up so i had to end up taking her to an emergency vet that whole ordeal um it it costed like six thousand dollars because wow. one her regular vet wasn't open. I had to go to an emergency vet, would cost a little bit more. And she had to stay overnight and get fluid. So something where it just probably would have should have took antibiotics and maybe fluids um, because her vet wasn't open or not that they were, they were booked up. And because, you know, it, it just costs a lot. So a cautionary tale, I always tell folks, get pet insurance early. And it's never too late. I don't care if your dog's five or six. It may cost a little bit more. Um, for Francesca, it's like $35 a month. But even if you don't think you're going to use it now, it is going to come into play at some point. You never know what's going to happen with your dog. I did not anticipate this for Francesca early on. And even if, when they told me it was going to cost, I thought, hey, you know, antibiotics, you know, not going to be much, but never $6,000. But yeah. the insurance, they take care of it. And I ended up paying $600 out of pocket. So um, nice. that's some of the other challenges I'm having. Like, so when you get a dog, you want to make sure you can financially afford the dog. The worst sure. thing you ever have is you get a dog, you loving it so much, something big goes down and you can't afford to um, get them taken care of. And you yeah. have to end up either putting them down or giving them to a rescue or something like that. So that's one of the challenges I had. And then even so, even though I have insurance, it really taught me like still prepare because they are yeah. out of pocket costs. And I had to get a pet sitter because I had to work. So this other secret cost that you just want to be aware of. And so that was kind of a bummer for me, but I worked through it. The positive note, at least the insurance took care of it. Um, going back to the potty training, that's a big yeah. one. I see with my clients and I'm having a huge um, deal with that. So the thing is when Francesca came to me, she was potty trained, not a big issue for the most okay. part. She's only eight weeks. The breeder did an excellent job. She was pee pad trained. I never really pee pad. Um, she was litter box trained. And so I okay. kind of did litter box pee pad, which I'd never done before. But yeah. on a positive note, the upside of using pee pads and stuff, um, you're not always having to rush back home to take your dog outside because they have a litter box and a pee pad so they can go right there. The downside is your dog still may have accidents outside that litter box, outside mm -hmm. the pee pad. And that's what I struggle with with Francesca. 70% of the time, she'll go in the box, she'll go on the pee pad, but then that other 30%, she's all over the place. And then when you use a pee pad, sometimes they're mistaking rugs as a pee pad. <laughs> so that's the downside of using it. So you really have to think about, do you have the time commitment to do the pee pad training or is it better off taking your dog outdoors? Because I don't, and like you do pee pad training, like I know with like mom, Archie, he's yeah. outdoors. And I guess like with your other dogs that are outdoors, so like they know the distinct difference. They know inside, no good. I have to literally wait till I get outside. 
Whereas I guess with Francesca, it's very blurred, right? She's not exactly part of the line. Exactly. So. Yeah, and a big reason I haven't taken Francesca out to do it, like, you know, outside the potty train, because she really can't get down steps in the morning or just in uh -huh. general, because she's so small and for her breed. So I don't want her to get hurt. And so I figure I'm going to start her off inside. And then once she's a little bit older, the other dogs, I just let them out in the morning. She can go out. We're going to get a little ramp for her so she can go down. So I wanted to start her inside, but I think um, it's getting nicer out before I didn't really want to start inside because I'm human too. It was cold. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. I don't want to go outside. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, cool. The breeder got her on pee pads. Let's keep this going. But now I see she's getting older. She wants to explore the house more. And when she does get out, She's having accidents. So that's uh, that's one of the biggest struggles I'm having. And so one, I'm gonna have to reevaluate my schedule, the time commitment I could do into taking her outside the potty training and getting a family on board. Um, but another struggle I'm having is just the nipping, biting and stuff. And that comes along with the territory of puppies and them nipping and biting you and chewing and stuff like that. And I would say, and I'm going to talk about this in a second, getting the whole family on board. I would say as far as the nipping with the kids, that's the biggest challenge because you can tell them all day and night, like, don't do this, do this with the dog and that. But then they get in that play mode and the dog's nipping. So with yeah. Francesca, I would say um, something clicked with her over the past, like, two weeks where she's not really nipping as much, which is good. And one of those things may be that she's not teething as much. That's, like, a big reason why oh, okay. dogs are, like, yeah. puppies and, um, like, fighting because they're just teething. So we know that she does have a little bit you know, more of the adult teeth coming in. So that could kind of solve the problem. So we're glad yeah. it's kind of resolving on its own because before, you know, husband's working from home, dogs nipping at the ankles and stuff like that, but it is starting to subside. Um, another thing I talk about is just living with multiple dogs and introducing a new dog into the household. I currently, at the time, my... Sandy has passed away since everyone knows Sandy for social media. But now I have two dogs in the house. But even introducing her into a whole pack, they have to, um, maybe we'll do a whole live on this, but they have to reestablish, you know, hierarchy in a pack. So with a puppy yeah. coming in with three adult dogs, it was a lot. Uh, to be honest, it was really stressful. And yeah. I, this is what I love clients to hire me for because I'm a dog trainer. I know how to navigate that situation. But if you have no training and you just bring a dog into a house, it could be a wild, wild west. And I do get calls about that. Like, I brought my dog and what do I do? It's like crazy here. And I'm happy yeah. to come out to your home and facilitate that whole introduction. But um, for good, till this day, Francesca still hasn't met um one of the dogs and i'm completely fine with that i don't want to rush it i don't want to have them have a i always talk about bad association experiences how dogs yeah. learn and so i'm fine with that they see each other through the door they're getting comfortable the other dogs she does play with but that's um fine but um just setting down boundaries working with the different temperaments of the dogs making sure everyone's um, on the same page making sure they're sharing that's a big thing with dogs in the house so that was a um, struggle i was having but it's all starting to come together and nice. i would say the biggest and the last one is getting the entire family on page and that's why i'm a family dog trainer scott because i know the struggles myself my family's no different from your family anyone else's you have kids you have adults you have the husbands i obviously have husbands <laughs> That, you know, they want to play with the dog. You're like, don't do that. And so yeah. just everyone on the same page. And I would say that, you know, for my husband and I, for the most part, we're on the same page. Even the kids are on the same page. But what I would say is 
Get the whole family on the same page. Make sure everyone's doing the same thing. Make sure everyone's using the same command so the dog's not confused. Course, yeah. And I would say if you never did any training in the world, just like I tell my family, let's make a schedule. You're responsible for this. You're responsible for this. Because one of the biggest struggles was me taking on all the work myself. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a, it's lot. a lot, but sit down with your family to say, hey, kid, you, you get home at three o'clock from after school. You take the dog, you take it for the walk. Hubby, you're up in the morning. You take care of her while you're at work. I get home yeah. at a certain time. Start that work that out with the family. And then at least you'll know what your duty is. And it'll take a lot of stress off your feeling because that is the biggest struggle. And then okay. also having family meetings, checking in every once in a while. Because when you get a puppy, it's all exciting in the beginning. Everyone wants to be all up in the mix. And then soon as there's an accident on the floor, everyone's like, I don't know how much better. <laughs> you know, so it's yeah. what everyone's, you know, willing to do, feel comfortable with. That's what I had to do. And everything's going a lot better. Um, there's always going to be some challenges in general because she is a puppy and I'm yeah. learning her. She's learning the family. Um, she's going to go through those different stages of development where I'm going to have yeah. to probably tweak some training and stuff. But ideally, um, yeah, it, it's it's moving right along. I know you got Archie. Did you have all these same struggles? Because I, I feel like they're pretty common among. Pretty much. Yeah. Like most of yeah. them. Yeah. It's all like we, we had the nipping, we had the biting, we. He was, he was uh, in outdoor train, so he would, uh, he would have like pee accidents, but he never had number two accidents. So that was oh, good. Lucky. Yeah. But because uh, yeah. where his breeder was, they had a door flap. So the mom would go out and then the puppies just follow. So he knew that enough, but he would just get excited or he'd be so young and then he played mm-hmm. so much and throw him the accident. Yep. But yep. Uh, it wasn't too bad. Yep. And that's another mistake. I When I previously got my older dog that since passed, I was all gung-ho and psyched because they're like, oh, she's potty trained. She goes out when she wants. Long behold, I didn't know they had a doggy door. And if you have a doggy door or a door where your dog can go in and out all the time, they're truly not potty trained. And so I end up potty training a six-year-old like senior. You know, so just keep that in mind. And, you know, if you're getting a dog and you're unsure, I love coming out right before folks get dogs so I can help prep them and prepare them. They're coming out once the dog gets there and they start training, the earlier the better. Um, But I hope, you know, me expressing some of the challenges that I have makes me, you know, even though, like I said, I'm a dog trainer, but I'm human. We go through the same things. Um, And that's why I'm here. I, like I said, I became a dog trainer because prior to me becoming a dog trainer, I went through all this stuff with my first dog, no trainer, just kind of Googled it. And then I was like, I have to help families. And so that's what I'm here for. So I encourage you, if you need help, with your dogs, any type of training, or, you know, if you have a question, reach out to me. I'm always on social media. I'm always available to you for my services and help. Um, Go to downforpaws.com, check out the new website, check out the services. Um, I know summer's coming along, people are getting out more, so you're going to need some help. So just reach out to me. Um, Scott, do you have anything to piggyback with folks or say? That's pretty much it. Like, you know, we Cam's here for everything you want to help for. If you want, check the comments of the original post. I put down the link to our YouTube playlist for all our live streams. So if you're looking for different types of dog training tips, there's tons of stuff there. And don't hesitate to reach out whatever way you're comfortable with the fam, anything that works. If you have questions, even if it's just simply putting a comment on this this live, then she'll get back to you for sure. So um, that's all I got. I know it's, I know you're going through the journey. So we'll, 
We'll check yeah. in with you, Pam, maybe in another three months to see how the next three months are. Oh, so yeah, well, definitely. Do. Okay, so everyone will know how Fran, and, and you always can follow me on social media. I'm always posting yeah. educational videos um, with Francesca. So that's uh, essentially my journey being documented. So you can follow it too if you want, you know, help social media, you know, training, and you can look on the reels and stuff and see all that. There Those cool tips. Good stuff is there for sure. Yep. Yeah, it's awesome. All cool. right. So everyone, I hope you enjoy your week and have a fabulous weekend. And we'll be back next week with another great topic in luck. See you later, everyone.